Welcome into the CHGO Chicago Blackhawks podcast. Jay Zawoski and, and Greg Boyson here in studio. We're joined by Mario Tirabasi here momentarily. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hawks lose 2 nothing to the Seattle Kraken on what started as a awesome night where one of the greatest Blackhawks ever, Marion Hossa, signed a one-day contract to retire a Hawk. They announced they're going to retire his number 81 next season. But then the Hawks, after one really great shift mm-hmm. to start the game, completely lay an egg against a supposedly inferior opponent. And uh, before we get into all the great Hossa news, we've got to talk about this game because it was absolutely brutal for 60 minutes. The fact that you could not muster a single goal against one of the worst teams in hockey at home on a huge night with a good crowd and a good mood. That's inexcusable, man. That's inexcusable. And I know we've talked about, you know, this rest of the season is going to be hard and there's going to be some tough losses and all those sort of things. That's all true, but you cannot, can not lay an egg like the Blackhawks laid tonight. It was absolutely brutal. Yeah, that uh, one last shift, uh, that's pretty much what we got the first night, or the yeah, first really. shift. Uh, the top line came out, had a really good first shift, and it was kind of <sighs> eh from the rest of the night. <sighs> there, are, You could, I think, count on one hand the amount of teams that have fewer points uh, in the NHL and the Blackhawks. They've started this six-game homestand with three of those teams that have yep. fewer points than them. Buffalo Sabres. Arizona Coyotes, Seattle Kraken, you have lost all three of those games. You got one point against the Coyotes, overtime loss. That Buffalo game, that was an embarrassment. Yep. Um, eh. And then, well, actually, I, the Buffalo game was before the road trip, wasn't it? So, whatever. It's still, you've lost three home games against three teams below you, and, you know, Kevin Langan has played really good yeah. these last it's, two games. It's definitely not on him. Uh, this is what you wanted to see out of him, especially after a couple of not-so-good games out of him. He's come back, and he's given you a chance to get four points against two teams that are you should beat. Even though you're a rebuilding, struggling team, these are two teams you should beat. You should beat the Coyotes. You should beat the Kraken. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't. It's not that you just lost to the Kraken. You lost to the Kraken badly. <coughs> yeah. Um, shut out for the eighth time this season. And Nick points out in our chat, if you want to join us on the chat, make sure you're on our YouTube channel when we're live after every game. Six straight losses for the Blackhawks. And it's just, I don't know, man. It, again, losing is one thing. And this is what we said you know, before the uh, before the games in Florida, like you you can take a competitive loss. It's these horrible performances we're seeing and these collapses, and it's just it's really hard to watch. It's really hard to take. And this was a night where the Hawks, <laughs> everything was positive going into the game. The crowd was in a great mood. People were happy to be there. It was the first time the Kraken were playing in Chicago, so you saw a good mix of Kraken fans there too. And to come out and play this way is just brutal. It's There's just no excuse for it. It's almost impossible to break down. It was sloppy. They had a two-minute, two-man advantage and didn't get a shot on goal. That is nearly impossible. That's nearly impossible. You can't get a single shot on goal with a two-man advantage against one of the worst teams in hockey. It's not Tampa. It's not Carolina. It's not Florida. It's the Kraken. Yeah. Come on, there's no excuse for that. that that's just none. The first period they were outshot 17 to 3. It didn't I will say this. Watching the first didn't feel that uneven. Yeah, the like Hawks it, had some chances that just weren't getting the puck on the net. Right. Puck was not getting on net, but still. To me, this whole game is summarized by a two-minute, two-man advantage with no shots on goal. How? Greg, if you and I took a shift, we'd be able to get one puck through. I would hope. You, it's it's almost because you know what I would do in that situation. As soon as the puck's on my stick, I'm putting it towards the net. <laughs> I'm not looking at the pass right. it back to the guy that just gave it to me. Yes. 
Stop passing and shoot the damn puck. Well, and the, that's the other thing, too. They have an empty net. Yeah, the they're down the two, and they're cycling the puck. You're down two with a minute left. Stop passing the puck and shoot it. My God, Tom in the chat says this team has quit. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far just yet. I wouldn't say the team, but, but there might be some guys that have yeah. checked out. There are some guys that are still giving you effort. Anytime that fourth line was on the ice, at least early in the game, they were at least noticeable. Uh, you know, Johnson and, and Lafferty and, and Kachuk were at least giving you some effort. Um, you know, they're, they're, that top line started off great, and then, eh. Um, I thought for sure, watching the first shift of that game, that the Hawks were going to walk away with this one. Yeah. That that first shift of the game with Kane, DeBrinkett, and Strom looked like a power play. They were cycling. They were getting shots through, but maybe not on goal. Lots of good looks, lots of near chances, you know, almost scored a couple of times. And then from then on, the game just changed. And it's, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, it's, I have publicly stumped for Derek King to retain this job. And I still think he should. I still think he should because, look, you're not going to win anything anyway, and you need a guy with a positive message. We've been through this many, many times. But at some point, you got to look and say, what's going on? And when Mario joins us, I'm going to be really curious to hear what Derek King had to say after the game. I know he's not going to be happy. That's for sure. You couldn't possibly spin this game in a positive way at all. I, I can't even imagine that he's going to say anything remotely positive about the game that's not regarding Marion Hosa. It was the only thing about the night that was positive in a game that they should have won. Yeah. They're a better team than the Kraken, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe now, Maybe. after the trade deadline, they're the worst roster in hockey because that is that is how they're playing. It's hard to argue that. I mean, you. this has been the frustrating thing, thing about this team all season. They've... they've they they they've should have been better all season long. It feels like underachievement. Very yes. much so. Yep. And it's like when that top line is clicking, things are good. But when they're not scoring, nobody else is stepping up. Right. Nobody else is a scoring threat. I mean, there were a couple chances tonight where it's like, guy gets behind the defense, and you're, you're like, ooh, oh, it's Reese Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, it's Dominic Kubalik. Like, yeah, none of these guys can freaking finish to save their lives. There was a moment in the first where Reese Johnson got a puck out in front and just couldn't even like really advance it. It, it was a prime scoring chance, but he just sort of flipped it towards the net area on the backhand. It just did not work out. It, yeah. You're right. Look, that that's the reality is if DeBrinket and Kane and Strom are not scoring, then the team Nobody is not scoring. Is. No, that's why they've been shut out eight times this year. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And Look, you might want to question the veterans for not giving all they've got, but you can't expect three guys to carry your team every night. That's not fair. And Jonathan Taves should be on the list of one of the people you should count on, but the reality is he just hasn't been this year. No. He's been, you know, third-line caliber this season, and that's the reality. We all love Jonathan Taves. We just spent last week praising the guy for everything he's done here, but the reality is this year he just has not been effective enough, and... Again, if those three guys aren't scoring, and especially DeBrinkett and Kane, even to put Strom in that category is tough because he... Well, Strom goes as DeBrinkett and Kane goes. Right, of course. Right. right. He's he's not saying he's along for the ride, but, you know, when those guys are scoring goals, he's getting assists. Or when those guys are getting assists, he's usually the one scoring the goals. So, uh, you know, and yeah, Taves has been hard to watch at times though he's played better of late i agree but he's just not the difference maker he once was yep and there are no more other difference makers we get flashes there's a nice two three run there a three game run there from taylor taylor radish yep but now he's kind of become a guy Kachuk uh, hasn't shown much either no i mean he's he's good to give you a hit fine. cause a turnover but you know he's not a difference maker not at this point sam lafferty you know he'd have a game or two where you're like oh wow we caught something here, and then it's like, oh, yeah, Sam Lafferty's out there tonight. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was playing yeah. tonight. These He's another one that has to be with decent players to have any sort of impact. Yeah, so, like, you know. Well, and look, Reichel plays tonight, too, and there was a moment or two 
Yeah, he had a Where nice, you saw the flash? Yeah, he had um, uh, the most impressive play that he made actually started in the defensive zone. Agreed. He made that, put himself out there, blocked a shot, mm-hmm. and then followed the play back, and it created a scoring chance for him at the other end. I believe it was Lafferty that was out there. Um, so he blocks a shot, jumps right into the play, and gets a scoring chance. Didn't score, but those are the types of things you want to see from a young player that's engaging and willing to play defense and, and get a bruise to stop a puck, uh, especially at that point of the game where you're you're losing and you've been getting badly outplayed. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like one of our commenters just said. You know why? Why is what's Reichel learning up here? I mean, there is some value to giving him stuff, but yes, I think it's much more. Uh, beneficial for him to be in Rockford and play those playoff games and I think that's the plan yeah that that that's gotta be the I mean plan. yes I Kyle mean, Davidson says you know oh, I don't mind you know wasting that first year of his well you you, you kind of should kind of should I think he's just right. saying the right things he's a little gamesmanship but I think the plan was there was no coincidence that he gets called up while they have four straight home games and he has four games left before that thing kicks over yeah. so he's close enough to Rockford if you got to get him back he can get him back give him a nice reward hey you've had a really great first pro season here in North America we're going to get you up here we're going to get you some NHL games some NHL team meals and hotels and then we're going to send you back to make some noise in the AHL playoffs yeah I uh, got a comment here from Tom in the chat he says JLA King he came in and did an admirable job initially but other than Strom who's gotten better Defense is still atrocious. I think they need a brand new voice. Uh, that's definitely a fair comment. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, there's nothing I can argue with you on there. I will say this though: it's a tough situation to come into midstream, right? He jumps into a season that's already off to a disastrous start. Basically, what he has to do is get the team resembling an NHL team again. He did that. Now the Hawks make these trades. The team's just not good. They're just not talented. Right. And look, I don't think it has to do with a voice at this point. They're just, they're just not enough talent. It's just not a good team. It's not enough NHL talent out there right now. That's it. And there are some guys that have gotten better. Uh, I think, you know, Mackenzie Entwistle's a guy you can say, yeah, he's gotten better. I think Caleb Jones is a guy you can see some yeah. progression. Now he still has his moments out there where you're like, ugh. But I think, you know, that's a guy that's progressed. So there has been guys. Dylan Strom, obviously, is one of those guys that have played better under him. Uh, Jones and Wilson are two guys that I think have improved. I think I think it's fair to say, too, that even though he's not converting and not scoring and not putting up points, that Kirby Doc's all-around game has gotten better. He has. He's become effective in the defensive zone and the neutral zone. So, look, it's not... I'm not gonna. I'm not bending over backwards here to defend Derek King. I think Tom, your point is is certainly valid and, and should be considered. I just think that when you look at where the Hawks are right now, I'm gonna give Derek King at least another year. I'm not saying he's the guy for the next five, but give him another year and see what he can do with a full training camp. Maybe he brings in some of his own assistants. That's not you a know, bad idea cause, either. Because who knows, like what sort of presence Mark Crawford has there. Um, you know, Mark Crawford's a guy who's running the defense that has not been good under Mark Crawford. No. And, you know, as much as th- that guy's got skins on the wall, but those skins are old. Yeah. They've, they've been there for a long time. They're shriveled up dry skins. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so, I don't know. I think, you know, this, this offseason is going to tell a lot. It just feels like being around, especially over the last, you know, week or so, we have spent some time around the Hawks brass and the people that work for the team. And it just has a feeling that Derek King is in their short-term, long-term plans. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's no, there's <laughs> no, nothing. You can't, I don't think you, there's anything to lose except hockey games, which you kind of want to anyway. Yeah, at this by point, bringing Derek King back. Right. But he's good with young players. Uh, he is. He's, he's, he's patient yeah. with young players to a degree. Uh, that's something we've not had a lot of in past years. And you're going to need a guy that has that needs patience these next couple of seasons. What's the key? What's it going to hurt to bring him back next year? Give him a two-year contract or a one-year deal with another one-year option. 
What's who else? Who are you dying to get? Yeah, I just, I just don't know exactly what. And you're who's not gonna... dying to come take this job right now? Correct. And look, maybe there is some. Maybe there's another Jeremy Cowton somewhere that's not a total disaster, right? Like the up and coming coach who is off the radar of most teams or whatever that Kyle Davidson's had his eye on for a long time. I feel like if that was the case, that guy would be here by now. Yeah, he'd grab. Why wouldn't you have just grabbed him right when you let go of Jeremy Colleton? Right. Exactly. Uh, or or th- brought him in and sent him down the rock for you know get yeah. him in the organization. There's listen. Could you do better than Derek King? Yeah, of course. Could you do worse than Derek King? Yes. Yeah. What? But what? What harm is it going to do to bring him back next year for this situation? None. I don't think. No. And if it's a, if he's a complete disaster next year, then hey, look at that first overall pick. Job well done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, got a comment from, uh, I am Skokes. I think it's how you say it. Skokes. Reese Johnson is not ideal. And like, that's true. Reese Johnson is not an NHL player. No, he's just not. No, it, there's no world where a, a competitive team would look at that guy and say, we need him on our team. It's just, it, we, we play this game all the time, right? Where would this guy be on the 2015 Blackhawks Rockford's third line? Indie Fuel's third line. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> I get, yeah, and I understand why he's why he's out there. And yes, he does bring a little bit of that energy and that grit, but Dime a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's more, hey, he's here. We don't have to sure, call I mean, up. look, he's he's I, playing I hard. I, they are trying so hard to keep this Ice Hogs team core together so they get to the playoffs and make the playoffs. And I am 100% behind that. Yeah, me too. It's important. I just think the other thing, too, and I've said this before, but not everybody hears every episode, it is slightly concerning to me that a team that is so dependent on their prospects and are so obsessed with getting Rockford into the playoffs that – a team that's got six defensemen on it with NHL experience is battling for a playoff spot this late in the season. You would think with Kelnick and Mitchell and Bodan and all these guys who have played at the NHL level, Isaac Phillips, on and on and on, that they'd be a little more secure in their playoff berth at this point. And and that sort of makes me wonder too, like, are all of these prospects bad which is terrifying. Well, because ho- aside from Reichel, I don't think there's a sure NHLer in the system. Like even Ian Mitchell, who's had a good year in Rockford, are you sure he's an NHL defenseman? Not 100. percent Right? No. I who mean, are the I, sure things? As somebody there? who spent the majority of this season covering the Ice Hogs and and all the last three seasons before that, Ice Hogs have the same exact problem as the Blackhawks do. They can't freaking score. When Lucas Reichel and Brett Conley, that's right, Brett Conley, when that line isn't scoring, nobody's scoring. Thanks. Um, so, you know, they've had uh, Andre Alter-Balmarkian has come on and Michael Tepley have come on. When they've played with Lucas Reichel, they've been a very good line. But that's it. They've got the same problem the Blackhawks do. They're a one-line team. Um, that scares me, man. Yeah, there's not a lot to be excited for this rebuild is kind of starting from scratch listen we we bitch and moan about stan bowman all the time he has screwed this organization as it comes to their future but we can't be mad about that anymore yeah, it is what it is now it's up to kyle davidson Ky- to fix kyle davidson has got to clean up this mess and it's not going to happen in one off season it's not going to happen in one trade deadline it's not going to happen in one draft yep it's going to take years to get this back on track Nick in the chat says Kyle Davidson has a hell of a job ahead of him. Yeah, I don't. That's true. And like I think we said when the hire was made official, if in five years the Hawks are a maybe contender is too strong, but a team where if you if you if you try real hard you can maybe squint and see a conference final, maybe just maybe Kyle Davidson will have done his job if he can get that done in five years. I think that's a tough ask yeah. from where he's building now. Look, if, you, if, you, he, if he can make the Blackhawks in five years, the Minnesota wilder this year, job well done. Yeah. And you have to bring to bring it back. Yeah. You like the fact that it's even like, well, I don't know. Maybe they should. No, there's no one you're going to trade Alex to bring it for. It's going to be better than Alex to bring it. That's just, that's just not a thing. There's no way it's going to happen. Right. 
All right, I see Mario is about to join us here from the United Center, but before he jumps in, I want to remind everybody the best way to support us all here at CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. When you do, make sure you use that code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Your home for live in-play betting. It just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live Same Game Parlays Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can sign up from start to finish on your couch. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Let's bring in our buddy Mario Tirabasi, who is at the United Center. Mario, what did we hear post-game from Derek King and company? Yeah, Derek King was, um, as you can expect, not happy with the the effort from the Blackhawks tonight. Um, said uh, there was no no urgency with the team, uh, too many passengers, and he mentioned that you know this is a team that has a lot of players that are playing, you know, auditioning basically for jobs next season, either in Chicago or elsewhere, and. Basically, that the you know to stick in the NHL, they have to compete better. There's inconsistencies in their urgency and their compete levels. And outside of the the start of the game, you know the, the Blackhawks were just run out of the first period by a Kraken team that you know I, I know we said it against the Coyotes, but this is a team that you should not be run out, uh, run off the ice against. Um, this is a team in, in Seattle that the Blackhawks should be even or theoretically better than, and they didn't show it tonight. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a 60 minute game that you had to sit through to get to the good stuff of, of Marion Hosa and all that. So we're, we're in the, you know, the slow march to the end of the season. And it's just an effort that, it's hard to get overly mad about, but you feel like the night's wasted. Yeah, I I was kind of pissed to start because, look, you can you can justify losses when you look at this roster, but Greg brought it up. The, the, the teams you've played recently, Buffalo, Arizona, Seattle, these are the teams you're allegedly better than. And when you come out on a night like tonight and lay an egg against a team that's bad at home, this to me was an inexcusable loss. I, I can take it. I can take a loss. I get it. But you can't have a four or two minute two man advantage and do nothing with it. Can't generate a shot. That to me, that's just lack of focus. That's just lack of sticking to the plan. That, that that's not coaching. The coaches aren't saying like go fumble the puck and not shoot. Of course not. That's players failing to execute. It's players failing to focus. It's the, and, and it looked like. They were just sort of checked out from start to finish. I still think we have this symptom of the Hawks just assuming they're going to walk over teams. Those days are over. There is no sure victory for the Blackhawks anymore, and it seems like they are the last group of people in the world to realize that about themselves. Yeah. Well, and it it just seems like, you know, the – the team is out of the postseason race. These games in the standings do not matter. Um, and it, it feels like to me that Derek King is kind of battling uphill against the players sometimes to get them engaged in these games. You know, we've, we've heard it after a number of games where 
you know, they're, they're, they don't start on time. Their compete level's not where it needs to be. You know, they lack urgency, things like that, that we heard tonight. And it's just, it's like over and over and over, we hear the same things. And the coach can only do so much. He, Derek King, for, you know, the NHL career he had, he can't go out there and do it himself. The, the, the players have to have the ability to get up for some of these games at the end of this season, these games that don't matter, and put it put forth an effort to, you know, show that they that they care. You know, we we talk about, you know, the 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 GAF meter, the given F meter, and it's been low, surprisingly low, even at the end of this season where there's really nothing to play for. Guys are just kind of individually either playing for jobs or you know, just trying to get to the end of the season healthy, fine. But the, the, the meter has been low. And it's it's not encouraging for, you know, a team trying to, to set a tone and an identity going into the next season to have that, that meter low. And it seems like from Derek King, without naming names, he is kind of looking at some of either the star players or the young players that are quote unquote part of the rebuild. So if that's his his approach is to get those players going, you got to see it. And consistently we haven't seen it at this point uh, as we get to the end of the year. Well, there's there's been some contradiction with what King has been saying these last couple of weeks. We've heard it after practice in morning skates when he's talking about guys like uh, Mackenzie Entwistle and Philip Kershev, and he's talking about this rotation. He's get, trying to get guys ice time. And he said, I'm telling them it's not necessarily based on performance. It's just your time to sit and let somebody else play. But then we hear about the effort is not there. So maybe this rotation needs to be based on performance, and it doesn't matter if you're one of the young guys. Hey, if Jonathan Taves looks like he his GAF meter is at zero, Maybe sit up with us in the press box next time. Send that message to the team. Maybe you, you just yeah. you start doing on performance. It's probably too late to do anything like that. And what what if you know what is that really going to do big picture? But you know, it, it, instead of just saying hey we're rotating these young guys in and out, it's not based on performance. Maybe base it on performance for some of these guys that think they have a lineup, they have a spot in that lineup every night, and stop rotating out these young guys. And maybe take a game off for one of these guys. You know, Dominic Kubelik, why, why do we got to watch him every night at this point? I know he was scratched for a game, but what, what's he doing right now? You know, why, why does he need to be out there every night? Well, how about, how about Tyler Johnson? What does he bring to this team? Seven minutes, nothing. No shots, no shot attempts, no missed shots, no hits, no giveaways, no takeaways, no block tonight, shots, and he lost a faceoff. The only time I noticed him tonight is when he fell down. Yeah. I, I look, and and we've been through this a lot, and we're all still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with Eric Gustafson and why he's in the lineup. And look, he didn't play poorly tonight. You look at the stat sheet, and he was okay. But oh my god, Eric Gustafson has no future here, none. Why Riley Stillman should be playing, Alex Vlasic should be playing, Philip Kurashev should be playing, Mackenzie Atwistle should be playing. I don't need to see Tyler Johnson again. I'm sorry, no. I just don't like. Nothing against him. I know it's been a really tough year for him injury-wise. He's a guy who's got a great reputation around the league as a guy who plays his ass off, great teammate, yada, yada, yada. That's all fine and good. But seven minutes of Tyler Johnson bringing nothing? Give it to a kid and give him that exposure and let them play. Phil Kershaw would do more than that in seven minutes. I don't need to see Gustafson or Johnson again. Look, and I know Johnson's kind of a different situation because – you're kind of stuck with him here for the near future uh, because of the contract, but <coughs> buy out. Excuse me. I got something in my throat. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's you're, just... you're, you're tied to him unless you do something a little bit drastic. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and the thing too is, you know, to the point of ice time and, and whatnot, Caleb Jones and Eric Gustafson, both over 20 minutes tonight, Seth Jones almost played a half hour and you have, Alex Vlasic, who has theoretically some fresh legs, 
You know, he played the most that he's played all season. But it's just like, why? I mean, to your point, why why do we still have to see Eric Gustafson? You know, he's he, he, he actually spoke to the media after the game, which I was like, why are we talking to him? But, you know, he said, like, I'm still out here trying to, you know, prove that I can, can, can play in this league and, you know, still trying to basically put out tape for next season. He knows he has no future here. So maybe it's Derek King throwing him a bone saying, hey, you know, we'll, we'll try and get you some, some more ice time. But at this point of the season, I don't – I'm with you, Jay. There's I don't plenty care of tape. There's plenty Eric of tape Gossinson. out there. None of it's good. No, yeah, exactly. We, yeah. Everyone in the NHL knows what Eric Gustafson is. Yeah. If you want to give him a contract for next season, that's on you. That's why the Blackhawks got him for nothing. And I think the thought of, like – Hey, we're going to do you a solid and try to up your value. No. They did him a solid yeah. by bringing him over from Europe in the first place. They the did him a solid by bringing still here this year. Yeah, and bringing him back this year. Cuz Caleb Jones was hurt. It, it just I don't know, like a lot of the things that are happening roster-wise are contradictory from what the plan is. I don't need Gustafson shut down Tyler Johnson and just say, "You know what? He's been banged up all year. Let him sit." This is not Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy's an established guy. He's a long-term guy. He's here for the future. He's an alternate captain. When he's healthy, he should play. He contributes when he's playing. The other thing you mentioned too, Mario, why is Seth Jones, who's going to be here for like almost a decade, playing a half hour in a game that doesn't matter? Running him into the ground. Why? Exactly. Why Why? Why run him into the ground? It's one thing if you're chasing a playoff spot. Now, play him 23 minutes, 22 minutes, and let these young – get Stillman in there, a classic play. I just – I don't know. I just don't understand. To me, there's a big disconnect between, okay, we're rebuilding, but let's make sure we get these veteran guys ice time and then run our stars into the ground. It's just crazy. Patrick Kane with 23 minutes. Alex Abrinka, 22 minutes. Like, like I – I get that they're still trying to win games. Of course, it's it's professional sports. You're not actively trying to lose. Right. But I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I think part of it is Derek King trying to get some wins to help himself keep the head coaching job beyond this season. Um, but at this point, yeah. It, it's contradictory. We get these little snippets of, oh, this is the, the plan for the rebuild. This is, you know, these are players you're going to see moving forward. And then tonight, half an hour of Seth Jones, 20 minutes to Gustafson. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't seem like maybe there's enough communication from the front office to behind the bench to say, hey, this is what we need to do. Because <clears throat> I don't think, Derek King getting that interim tag removed from his name should matter about how many wins he has. At least not by now. No. I would hope that decision's already been made. Excuse me. I'm allergic to all this bad hockey. That is a first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. A long couple years if that's true. No, I would assume that the, the outlook for coaching next season already is either figured out or there's wheels in motion behind the scenes to get somebody besides Derek King in here. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think Derek King for at least next season sticks around I agree. because, yeah. because we've talked about it. What, you know, what do you have to do for next season? You don't need to have a coach that's going to come in and, and change things up. You don't need a coach that's going to come in and try and, win as many games as possible. You need a coach that can have some continuity, uh, have a rapport with young players, and go from there. Derrick King is the kind of coach yeah. that can do that. There, he definitely has those moments, like the things we're talking about tonight, where you're like, well, what are we doing here? But the bottom line is when, when you have a young team, you need a coach that just simplifies everything, and that's Derrick King's greatest asset. Right. He is really good at just making things simple and figuring out places where guys can succeed. And that's all you really need for a young team is just 
Get these guys to go out and just play their each individual game. Be who you are. Play simple. Don't think so much. Act on your instincts. Just be where you're supposed to be, and that's all you got to worry about. And he does he does a very good job at that, and that's why I think he should come back next season. Beyond that, who knows? Yeah. All right, Mario, you want to do the four stars before or the fourth star of the game before we get to our host of conversation? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I don't know. This is kind of like, well, surprisingly, see, this is going to screw us up. We, the fourth star of the game is we, we pick a guy that wasn't on the three stars. We all figured Kevin Lankinen was going to be one of the three stars. He was not. Oh. So this yeah. kind of screws up our whole situation. So, Well, we, the graphic we, is made, yes. so we're sticking with our picks. It was Philip Grubar, <laughs> Alex Wenberg, and Jordan Eberly were our three stars of the game, all from the crack. And we had all figured Lankinen would get the nod, so... That's where our picks. All right, made. so he should be, but but the graphics already made. I'm going to give it to Kirby Doc. There were a few flashes of him tonight. Um, generated a couple nice rushes. I don't know. They all sort of sucked. So yeah. he sucked the least. Congratulations. Yeah, well, you, Here's your. T-shirt. You have the full lineup to pick from, and no <laughs> one was impressed. Right. Well, right because oh, we because we disqualified uh, Kevin Lincoln and. Um, I went with a guy we've talked about saying that, yeah, he probably shouldn't be playing, but I went with Reese Johnson because Fine. at least at least I noticed Reese Johnson. You know, There he is. That's more than I could say. Yeah, I was like, hey, there he is. He's in front of the net and didn't get the puck on the net. But he had a shot. He had three hits. He brought some energy early in the game. He was noticeable, and that's more than I could say for half the team. Congratulations on being out there. Congratulations on making me realize you were in the lineup tonight. Yeah, Greg, right, you, said it at the ga- you said it at the game. You said when Reese Johnson's the one getting the best scoring chances, it's, n- it's, a it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a good thing. Yeah, um, my fourth star was uh, not in the lineup tonight, but he was a member of the Blackhawks for the couple of hours that he was, uh, he was around. It was Marion Hosa. I mean, honestly, the reason that the, the building had as many people as it did tonight was because Marion Hosa was going to be going to be around signing his one day contract before the game which was it was just an awesome event um great to see him around again um and then you know the the news that number 81 is going to go under the rafters next year um just again just an, an awesome moment and an awesome honor for um one of the best players that the the organization has ever seen and one of the most key members of the modern dynasty that that was the Blackhawks. So, you know, it was it was Hosa's night. Um, oh, Hosa night. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's the second time I've made that joke today, but uh, first time for our audience. You that's guys all right. Heard that it's fresh the, for us. Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm with but you. Yeah, it was it was it was sure. Hosa's big night, and um, you know, being able to. This is the first time I've ever. Uh, you know, been in a, in a in a media availability with Hosa, and just being in the same room, I was just like, oh gosh, this guy. He's he just I don't know. I don't want to gush over him, but like he's oh, go just, ahead. He's just the best. He is. <laughs> like, he is the best way I could. He's just, he was the only person. Great. He was the only person under contract by the Blackhawks today that got the crowd to cheer. So he's our fourth. Yeah, star. seriously. Yeah. Exactly. All right, that's it. Marion Hosa, you're in CHGO shirt. Perfect. Congratulations. And yes. he, you know, he might be around Chicago long enough that uh, we can we can send it to him and not have to do international shipping. So. Yeah, he was talking during the intermission about uh, potentially joining the Hawks in a in a more official role. Uh, and they didn't he didn't he said, well, we're kind of working out the details, just like we talked about on our all host all the time show the other day. Like whatever he wants to do, just let him do it. Because yeah. I don't think there's anything he's going to do poorly. I think yeah, if he wants the, to be in management, if he wants to coach, fine. If Marion Hosa says something to me, I'm listening. I'm yeah, taking yeah, that the, advice. What what he said was that he's had discussions with the Blackhawks about a role with the organization. There's nothing, no details finalized, but the way that he put it was basically like, I'm going to be around. So whatever capacity it is, something with Hosa involved is coming, which is 
great news. Could never have too much Marion Hosa. Nope. All right, Mario, we're going to let you go home, man. It's been a long day for you. Uh, thanks for the uh, post-game update. We appreciate it, and we'll talk yeah. to you tomorrow. Uh, right. By the way, everybody, we should mention this now. Tomorrow's podcast is audio only, um, so look for it around uh, 3 o'clock or so, 3.30, yeah. somewhere in that range. Won't, won't be a live show, but uh, we'll, you'll still get your hour's worth of Blackhawks and maybe some other stuff talk uh, tomorrow sometime in the afternoon, but we'll let you know when that's popping open. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, while we took a break from this game, we got some other things we want to talk about. I think it's a good time to bring up the points bet play of the week. Ah, uh, yes. For all you uh, superstar gamblers out there, make sure you have joined uh, on the points bet app. That's what we all do here at the CHGO office. And uh, we got a, a play of the week, We a, a bet that Jay and I talked about and – uh, we're going to step off the ice for a moment. It, it's, you know, just for a second here. Put on and, my skate guards. And, uh, you know, opening day started today. I'm rocking my Harry Carey Holy Cow shirt. Somebody gave me some love for that in the comments earlier. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was perfect day. Um, there it is. Thank you, the Dash Law. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite shirts. If you can't really see it, it's got Harry Carey and some cows with halos on it. So, it worked. The Cubbies won today. Tomorrow, the White Sox yep. open in Detroit. So that's going to be our points bet play of the week. The White Sox at minus a run and a half is currently at plus 135. I think that's a really good bet because you got Lucas Giolito starting for the White Sox. I hear he's good. He, confirm. I hear he's pretty Can good. Can confirm reports. He's their hoss. He's their guy. And uh, the Detroit Tigers are throwing something on the mound called Elvin Rodriguez. I'm sure he's a nice kid. Uh, he looks he looks like a nice guy. He's very yeah, handsome. I mean, you know, Elvin, Elvin is a cool name. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Elvin Bishop fan. So I liked Elvin on the Cosby Show. There, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a 5.7 <laughs> ERA in the minor leagues last year. Yeah. And he's pitching against the major league, a pretty good major league lineup tomorrow. And Lucas Giolito. So I think the Sox at minus one and a half runs is a pretty good bet. And at plus 135, that's some good value right there. So that is our points bet play of the week. Take the Sox, give up the run and a half, get those plus 135 odds. I think you're going to be okay at the end of the day. Just be warned, though, my points bet play of today was to take the over in the Blackhawks' Kraken game, which was six and a half. That's why we went with baseball. <sighs> I also put a dollar on Tiger Woods to win the Masters at plus 3,300. You are a wild man. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. That's Comment good. in the chat from Nick P. Hosa for head coach. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's like, eh, we just can't talk about the details yet Maybe. because... They haven't fired Derek King, but I'm going to be the new coach. But, see, I don't know if that would work because the sun shines on Marion Hosa and there'd just be a big pool of water yeah, in that'd front be tough. of the Blackhawks bench. That would be tough. I, I also don't want Hosa in any role where people are going to stop liking him. This is true, too. <laughs> Marion Hosa smiles way too much to take this job right now. Yeah. why? Why He's I, such a great guy. Why turn him into a miserable bastard? I'm surprised he did not bail during the intermission. <laughs> he might Because I would have been like... He had his media interview. He had his media uh, availability in the second intermission. I'm willing to bet he did not go back up to his seat for the third period. He's like, all right, well, like, I'm beating this traffic. Look I'm out time of here. there. I got yeah. a got an Uber. I got to oh, catch my daughter uh, who was born in Chicago. She's calling me. I got to go. Guys, I see that uh, Powell's he made his first bet on a points bet. Today. Nice. Uh, he, I've made this mistake with first score as well. You got to be careful not betting too much. It's usually a pretty good payout. Uh, so I just make sure that I bet. You know. Bet to my means on the yeah. first score, and, and you might get lucky on it. It's just that's it. That's a that's like a coin flip. Yep. If even that, it's not even that that lucky. Just a reminder, by the way, uh, when you uh, sign up for points bet, use that promo code CHGO. When you sign up, you'll get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. So make sure you take advantage of that whole thing. And you get a free T shirt, right? Yeah, the whole deal, the yeah. whole schmear. Get all yeah, kinds of cool free stuff. T-shirt, all kinds of so stuff. Hope, hope Powers 08 used uh, that promo code and. Uh, well, hopefully you learned you learned a valuable lesson. You said you bet twenty bucks on that. Uh, that's a risky bet. That's a big bet. I would I would have taken a zero off of that, but uh, <laughs> and then maybe another dollar off of that. <laughs> but you know, you got you got more stones than I do. I'll give you credit for that. But uh, you know, you got it. Yeah, I guess the, he took the adage: you got to bet money to win money. So 
I guess so. Just not today. Just not but today. Double down. Hedge your bets. <laughs> bet the White Sox minus one and a half tomorrow. I, th- that feels like free money, which means it's not. Which means they're going to um, lose by nine. But that's our points back right. play of the week. So check it out if you're into it. Remember, use that code CHGO. So one thing I wanted to talk about, and I want to qualify these comments with Marion Hosa, absolutely 100% deserves to have his jersey retired. Period. End of statement. I did find myself a little bit surprised that he's going to be the first one simply because I thought they were going to wait until kind of everybody was done. And I don't know if they would do it as one thing. No, I don't think so. But it would be Taves, Kane, and Keith maybe. Then like Hosa Crawford, Seabrook. I don't know. I, I just I was a little bit surprised and not disappointed by any means, but a little surprised that Hosa will be the first yeah. one to go up there. But he's the first one retired, so I guess it makes yeah, sense. There's two reasons for that. You just mentioned he's the first one officially retired, and uh, they got to sell tickets somehow <laughs> next year to this yeah. team. People are not going to be beating down the doors for Blackhawk tickets next year. So so it's like, hey. You know what? We at least can guarantee one sellout next they year. They should do the Hosa banner like a letter at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Game three against uh, Ottawa. Diego's They'll put up. the M up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to need well, something. That's the fun thing we were talking Like, who should it be against? And you said when Ottawa's in town would be the perfect thing. But I want to be petty. Yeah. I want it against the Red Wings. Detroit Wings. would be fun. Just rub it in yep. their face. Remember, remember that, when he chose that not time? to come back? Well, no. Remember that time Ken Holland decided to give Johan Franzen all the money instead of Marion Hosa? Yeah. How'd that work out for you guys yeah. let's be petty come on i'm down uh, i'm down do for all the pettiness Detroit. uh adam burrish in the pregame ceremony of course uh getting the the crowd pop when he mentioned detroit as a as a place where hosa played but the hosa stuff was great tonight man it was. they handled it really well uh rocky Wirtz was at the mic and didn't say anything crazy so that was good that's a win yes um it's 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 just cool and i i, I mentioned this before it feels so good that Marion Hosa will go down in history as a Blackhawk. That to me is awesome because he had some really great years in Ottawa and Atlanta where he put up some big numbers. They're probably the best personal seasons of his career. But nobody knew. Yeah, right, <laughs> nobody right, right. Knew. Um, yeah, and then he, you know, it, it's, and he even said during during the uh, little uh, presentation before he signed his contract. And we kind of talked about that on our Marion Hosa episode. And if you haven't listened to that, that was uh, Tuesday's episode. It's a good one. Uh, we An hour on nothing but Marion Hosa. So if you're watching on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Click that like button, subscribe. Go back to Tuesday's show when we're done and listen to that. Or if, if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast, we talked nothing about Marion Hosa. We alluded to this fact, and he pretty much said that the reason he came to Chicago is because of that playoff series against the Blackhawks when he was with Detroit, uh, the 2009 Western Conference final that Detroit won. But he said, I wanted to win a Stanley Cup, and I saw that this team was young, and they had a chance to win, and he was the final piece, as they say. And uh, so that was fun to hear. It was it was good, you know, to, to just reminisce and feel the energy in the building you know, talking about the three cups and, and those moments. And, you know, he described the 17 seconds in Boston. I thought that was a lot of fun where he was just like, hey, we were all celebrating that first goal. <laughs> yeah. I took a drink of water and we all looked up and like, wait, did we just score again? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. And it was kind of like, that's exactly how I felt. Well, and the other cool thing he, he brought up, and I hadn't really thought about this before, is when they won against Tampa in yeah. Chicago, he mentioned it was the first time where the Hawks were able to really absorb the yeah, fact they that they cushion. were going to yeah. win. They had a cushion, and the time was ticking down. And as the time ticked off, the bench was getting more and more excited. They win it in overtime in Philly. Yep. They do 17 seconds in Boston, and that's chaos. So the Tampa win. Two-goal lead with two minutes to play. They had some yeah. time. They he had said some they, time. They to, were able to take it in the moment. Yeah. And, and that was really cool to hear, too. That was you, cool. I never thought of that either. I mean, so that was had to be even special, too. Because you could feel it coming, and you knew it was going to happen. That anticipation for that final second, I was there that night in the, as a fan, and it, you felt it build and build and build. I can't even imagine what it felt like on that bench. Yeah, such a cool thing for him. To, it's funny. I I don't think I've heard any hawk mention that since they won no. that cup. A uh, quote from Marion Hosa tonight: 
it was my best decision ever to sign with the Blackhawks. I agree. Yeah. That was I mean, great. I don't know what other decisions he's made in his life, but that the ones I know of this is the best one. His wife's pretty attractive. Well, you know. Nah. Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Gotta it's, go with the Hawks, my friend. It's just cool that he that he loves it. You could tell he got choked up. He did. He's a little bit of emotion on stage. Talking about it. how much the city means to him. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like he was talking about his daughters being born here and all this stuff. And when he started talking about what the city means to him, that's when he teared up and kind of had to take a break. And, you know, the crowd let him hear it in a good yeah. way when, when that happened. But it's just cool, man. Like that guy, I've always said, if you were to build the perfect hockey robot, it's Marion Hosa. And crazy. And I saw Mario tweeted out earlier today, Hosa describing the medication he was taking to continue playing with the skin condition. He compared it to chemotherapy. Like that's how rough those drugs were on her on him. So imagine he's playing, taking medication that strong that is ravaging his body, and he still is the effective player he was. It's unreal. It's why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's why it was so like, wait a minute. Marion Hosa can't quit because of a condition. What? Right. No, he's superhuman. Like that. That's, that's that why, stuff that's doesn't why, happen to people. That's why like the Hosa. people, you know, the 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 butthurt fans in St. Louis, who like to say, "Oh, salary cap circumvention, blow it out your ass." Yeah, like, they're no, so much better no with way. Hosa. Yeah. Even again, even if he's not scoring at the pace he's used to, you still have one of the best defensive forwards in the game playing for your team at a pretty reasonable deal. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> anyone who thinks that it was the case, cap circumvention, no. The other, the other ones, yes. That yeah. one, no, oh, not yeah. so Brett much. Brett Seabrook, 100%. Yeah, yeah but right. uh, no. To say that about Hosa, you're either butthurt, uh, an idiot, or a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think that's totally a you're fair a assessment to idiot. make. Butthurt idiot. <laughs> Sound like Chris Jericho. You stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's great to see. We're seeing a bunch of new faces here on the uh, chat, which is wonderful. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you become a CHGO member. Go to allchgo.com and sign up. You get post-games and live shows from every team every day. Uh, post-game shows, obviously, you get access to our premium written content uh, for members at the allchgo.com. Dope merch, as the kids call it. Uh, you get a free shirt when you become a member and access to our own members-only Discord. Mario did an AMA on the Blackhawks Discord today. We're going to be a lot more active in the Discord uh, in the coming weeks and months. It's been a bit of a roller coaster getting this thing launched and getting yeah. the show squared away. And it's been a roller coaster on steroids. Yeah, and and finding our and groove cocaine. as hosts and all that stuff. But now that we're settling in, we're finding our space as a company and as a show. We're going to be a lot more active in those channels. So jump on, become a member, join us on the Discord. We'll probably do an AMA, one of us, every week. We'll be chatting with you all during some intermissions and stuff. So uh, jump into that CHGO membership, allchgo.com, for more information. But we'd love to see you in the Discord and uh, wearing that CHGO merch around town. It's starting to arrive. Yep. People are sending us photos it's of the CHGO so merch. It's cool watching yeah. stuff on Twitter, yeah. everybody wearing their shirts. It's so awesome. It's like, man... I can't believe like, like I, I literally pinch myself every morning that this is this what? is real life. We sat in the press box today. <laughs> I started, you I, turn to me and go, "Do you believe we're getting paid to do this? This is our job." Seriously, I, like, I, I no, was, I don't believe it. I was talking to Jake Flanagan, uh, one of our managers today. And I'm like, every day I got to pinch myself that I get to cover the Blackhawks. Like Sunday, we're in the suite and we're rubbing elbows with. Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, and then was working. we're at practice yesterday, right. you know, shooting the crap with the writers and everything. Then today we're at in the press box talk, talking to John Wideman, yeah. talking to everybody walking around. It's just, it is surreal, man. And this is a team that I have covered as a side project for, you know, over a decade. And now that this is my life, like I'm so grateful to, first of all, Brandon and everybody at CHGO, but to all the people who have jumped on and supported us since launch, everybody who's with us here at you know 11 p.m. on a weeknight talking Hawks with us in the chat, everyone who's listening to the podcast, it's just unbelievable 
So thank you all yeah. for the opportunity for us to do this. Yeah. I, we wouldn't be sitting in these chairs without you guys watching, yeah. you guys listening, you guys becoming members. Uh, it's all because of you guys. And it's it's twice tonight we, we got recognized at the United Center and people yeah. came up and said, hey, we love your podcast. Like, I'll never and that get blows, used to that. That blows my mind. <laughs> like It's like, oh, wow. Like I, for, I still think that my mom is the only person that reads my stuff. So... <laughs> When I when somebody sees us at a, at a Hawks game and says, "Hey Jay, hey Greg, I love your podcast," it's like, shit. <laughs> like my mom wow. said to me tonight, "Are you at your job? I don't understand." I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's where I am right now. By the way, uh, speaking of CHGO, I just retweeted it from my Twitter account at Jay Zawaski. Go watch the Project CHGO video yeah, on YouTube. So cool. It is phenomenal. They documented start to finish the launch of CHGO. Uh, it's such a cool thing. It's brilliant, brilliantly produced by Ryan Green over at DNVR. He needs to win a re- an award it, of some it's, sort for It that. is phenomenal. And you guys can tell, like, when you're waiting for the podcast to begin, the great intro video that plays with all the drone shots of the stadiums, that's all right. It's just fantastic. So go watch that launch video on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone at CHGO has retweeted it. I just did it from my account, at Jay Zawoski, so go check that out. It's fantastic. We got a, a note from Sean who says, best damn post-game show and podcast, boys. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thank you, Sean. And uh, the, everybody. The, the Rev is giving us some love. You're one of our, our biggest yeah. fans. We appreciate hearing yeah. from you in the chat. The and Rev I, bringing uh, up uh, your tweets from practice, guys. Yeah. They're, they're great. It, it's fantastic. I've, I've enjoyed watching the show from home the last couple of days. Well, so, you, you're, yeah. you're paid to say that. No, I, this, is, this is real. I'm watching wait, wait, it when wait, I'm not getting paid, I swear. And, and I have the CHGO uh, Blackhawks shirt coming. Nice. I, nice. I, I had another one that arrived. Uh, the CHGO Bulls arrived yesterday. They fit great. They're they're the right fit and everything, and they're a very comfortable shirt. That's the yeah. I, I I'm 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 the weird like dangerously between double yes. X and XL. Yes. I never know what to order. I went with the XL. Got a little bit of room in there, enough for when I ruin it in the laundry, and it'll shrink a little bit. It'll still fit, but it's super comfortable. The shirts are wonderful. So allchgo.com, and if you sign up to be a member, you get access to the log. You get a free shirt. Yep. So, so do we it. Pre- we appreciate the love. We're finding our groove here, and you know we've got a few more games to cover, and then we're going to get into a very interesting off season. Yeah. Um, but and, uh, and when the off season approaches, you're still going to get us five five hours a week. So we love hearing the feedback and what you guys want to talk about because we're going to need to lean on you guys. Yeah, no doubt. Come July and August when we're running out of ideas. Uh, remember too, we are very much expecting a special guest. Yes. Next week, look for that to happen Wednesday. As soon as we get confirmation, we'll let you know. But going to be huge. we might be joined by Blackhawks royalty. If you will, <laughs> if you want to piece those clues together, yeah, feel free to do that. And reminder, tomorrow's show is not on the YouTubes. It is podcast audio only. Look for that around uh, 3, 3.30 or so. Yep, we'll get it out there on all the uh, the Twitter accounts and all that stuff. Yep. Um, and and we love to hear from you. Shout out out at the uh, CHGO underscore Blackhawks if you're on Twitter. Give us a question. Uh, we'll try and get to it at some point over the, you know, on an off day show D- discord too. We're going to try and be more active in there as well. You guys have paid to be in there. So it's our duty to go in there and, and, and participate. So as we're getting more comfortable here and everything kind of falls into place, we're definitely going to be more interactive with all you guys. Cause this is without you guys, none of this is here. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what discord was until I started here. That me too. <laughs> I thought thought Discord was... I got my flip phone. I thought Discord was an emo band. (laughs) I I had heard of it. I'd been invited to one of them. No clue. Yeah, I I I had no clue. I'm not not 18 and I don't play video games, so it's right over my head, but I'll I'll try my best. All right, we've got two guesses in the chat on who the guest is going to be. We've got uh, Powell says CM Punk. Skokes says Kinger. One of you is correct. Yes. All right. Let's wrap things up with that little tease. Uh, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Remember, we are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. For my partner, Greg Boyson, and Mario Tirabasi, who is headed home. He's taillights. I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening, as always, to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Mics are off. <laughs>